Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in the Morning Five. Today is Tuesday, May 2nd. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Truffle Day. Yum, 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 yum. yum I, I don't know if I have ever had a truffle, honestly. Really? I, yeah, I can't. I was sitting there and I was sort of, I, I saw this, I clicked on it, reading through the description of a truffle, and I, I seriously can't tell you if I've definitively had a truffle or not. I'm really not sure. Okay. They're it, good. It, it just looks like a chocolate ball? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's essentially a big chocolate ball, but it's it's dip, like it's, it's almost melt in your mouth. Okay. 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 So um, it's it's completely different from anything you've you've ever... It's not like any candy that you have. It's so it's, it's not very like a brownie because that—that's what first popped in my head is like a, is like a, a brownie consistency. Yes, is that not, is that not it, right or yes? Uh, it's very rich. It's—I mean, it's—it's it's hard to describe, but yeah, it's—it's it's really, really freaking good. Uh, it was invented by Louis Dufour in Chambry, France, in 1895. So. Yep. There is your uh, there's your tidbit of history here on the morning five. You get smarter on the morning five every time you listen. The up. more you know, GI Joe. <laughs> you get smarter every time you listen to the morning five. I love that. <laughs> uh, Billy, yesterday the Braves split with the Mets. Uh, they win game one. Braves win it nine to eight in a game that got a little nervy there towards the end, but we came out with a win. Uh, Sean Murphy, have a day, kid. I mean, just absolutely obliterated the Mets all day long. Six RBIs, two home runs. Uh, Pilar added in two more RBIs, and Acuna added in an RBI himself. Acuna hit a home run that went uh, around 3.8 miles, I think, was how far they uh, projected the home run off of that stat cast thing. That was an absolute moonshot, man. That's That's one of the furthest home runs I think I've seen by a Brave in a – wild went to the third deck yes yeah. third freaking deck like, stat cast said it was only like 448 feet and i don't believe that at all in the slightest like that was a 500 foot home run easily it was just an absolute bomb yeah complete Ugh. moonshot complete moonshot spencer strider went five innings giving up four earned runs and striking out eight, which it's not bad considering the jam he was in in the first inning. He he was in a, I believe it was bases loaded, two-out jam, and then he was also in a runners in the corner, a one-out jam in the first inning. It really looked like a game that Spencer Strider could completely blow up in the first inning and possibly only pitch maybe an inning, maybe two or three. Uh, but the fact that Spencer Strider kind of settled down and went five and only gave up four while striking out eight 
it's kind of nice to see from a guy who's not necessarily a veteran uh, to get out of jams like that and be able to continue pitching, you know, not really go deep into the game, but at least give the Braves five innings. Unfortunately, his streak of uh, consecutive games of pitching nine strikeouts ends um, last night. What but, a loser. I know, God. Um, you know, I, you got to give him credit. I mean, he pitched his tail off, his absolute tail off. Um, I think it was 38 pitches in the first inning. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of pitches. Um, and for him to, to, I think he ended up with 107 after five. So it's, he did a really good job of, of somehow spreading that out amongst the next four innings. Yeah. Um, did a good job of settling down and didn't really get into trouble. I mean, he got in trouble in the first and got in trouble in the third. But, I, I mean, I'm not going to be upset with five innings and four earned runs in a regular season game. It, it'd be different if it was a playoff game. But I'm not going to be upset by that line. Yeah, not at all. He um, he held us in and, and kept us close for a win. So it's, it's a dub against the Mets, which pushed us to, I think, four games at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did. Have, we had a four-game lead there for about thirty minutes, um, so that was nice. the The bullpen, Billy, sort of, I don't know, reared its ugly head. McHugh came in, gave up two earned runs, and only got out two batters. Uh, and AJ Minter once again gave up an earned run. I, I'd like to. I can't wait to see AJ Minter sort of move into that eighth know, inning, eighth inning, yeah, role. Um, once Iglesias gets healthy again, hopefully that'll settle, settle Minter's nerves a little bit. Um, but we came away with a win, so it didn't really matter. And then the Braves in game two, they fall to the Mets five to three. Eddie Rosario had all three of the Braves RBIs and a uh, bases clearing double. And uh, Charlie Morton went five and a third, giving up four earned runs and striking out six. Kind of the big news from this game was the fact that uh, Ronald Acuna got plunked in the shoulder and had to be removed from the game. Uh, Pilar first came in. freaking to, inning. Yeah, the first inning, first batter. Uh, um, not intentional. They had him in an 0-2 count, and I, I don't, I don't remember. Bill, you have a better memory about this. I don't ever remember the Mets plunking Braves on purpose. Like, I, you know, there's a there's a rivalry there. It's a, um, I think it's a respectable rivalry. Uh, they're not the Marlins. They're not going to plunk you on purpose. So I, I, it was an 0-2 count. I don't believe it was on purpose. It probably wasn't on purpose, but that's that. <sighs> That doesn't mean I, I like it anymore. Um, oh no, of course not. Absolutely not. I don't like Ronald. I don't like Ronnie being plunked and, and having to go day to day and be pulled out of the lineup. Absolutely not. I'm just saying it's not. This isn't a Marlins situation where they throw out Ronnie constantly on purpose. Right. And it's a left shoulder contusion is how he it, it was described. So basically, a big a shoulder bruise. Um, let's see how he can respond to it. He's young. He should be able to bounce back. I'm, I know it's day to day, but we'll see how it works out. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if he has to sit out a series, I'm not that concerned about it. it, it baseball's long. Like you play, you play six million games in a span of eight years uh, in one season. So I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about it. I, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to hit his face. I thought it was going to hit his head, um, but luckily it was just sort of the back of the left shoulder. So. Yeah, Ronnie is Ronnie is day to day right now. They don't need. They said they don't need X rays or anything like that. So it's just a day to day bruise. Knowing Ronnie though, he might be in the lineup today if he if he was up to him. 
if it was up to Ronnie, he'd be in the lineup today. Hopefully, uh, Snit says, you know, take take the Marlins series, sit out the Marlins series, because that's the last thing I want. Billy is is a less than hundred percent Ronnie going up there against the Marlins, who are known for plunking Acuna. Right, right, right. Uh, Braves play the Marlins today uh, at six forty. It's Bryce Elder versus Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara. I've heard I've heard the name like six different ways on the national broadcast, so. I have no idea how the hell to pronounce his name. Uh, He's the Cy Young winner. So just call him Cy Young winner. Yes, that's very true. Although this year, I believe he's struggling, isn't he? Uh, He's not as solid as he normally is. But yes, he's been... And honestly, like the Braves had a really good game against... Well, not... Had a terrible game against him. Um, Like we were down 4-0 and we were able to come back um, and win after he got out which was was which was great but yeah right now uh Alcantara is one and two with a 504 ERA and a 1.15 whip um so I mean the the they had a blow-up game against the Phillies he gave up nine earned runs and four innings pitched so he hasn't hasn't settled into that Cy Young uh form that he had last year but he is is very talented Uh, Miami Marlins are favored in the game today Billy this is probably the only game all season that the Miami Marlins will be favored against the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck with that, buddy. Uh, Billy, the NBA season wrapped up for our Atlanta Hawks a couple of days ago. Let's review the uh, Atlanta Hawks over under that we set before the season began. Do, do we have to? We do. We do have to. That is our job as, <laughs> as, oh, as broadcasters. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think we need to. It was uh, it was a little rough. It was a little rough for you, Billy. <laughs> yeah. So the first number we set was was Trey Hung over under assists per game. We had it at nine point nine. Uh, Billy took the under. I took the over, and he came in at ten point two assists this year. So the over hit on that one. One idiot. What kind of idiot would take the under? I, I feel like I feel like that was the second easiest one on this list. I, f- oh. I feel like I feel like that was the second easiest one on this list. Behind the next one, yeah. So Trey Young points per game twenty eight point seven. The number was twenty eight point seven. Trey Young points per game over, over under. Over. Billy Billy took the under oh. and I took the over. Uh, Trey ended with twenty nine point two. So just barely over, but it was over. Half that's a half point. That's not barely over. That's a half freaking point. That is barely a half point. Anything anything under a point is barely over. I'm an idiot. <laughs> that one that one to be fair was tougher because we didn't know how DeJounte Murray was gonna play into the rotation. That one was tougher. Uh the Clint Capella number, I don't know why this number was set right here. This was a ludicrous number, and this was this was the easiest. This was the easiest one in my opinion on here. Clint Capella's rebound number was set at 15.5. He ended the season averaging 8.3. I, I don't know why that number was so high to begin with. Um, that was uh, that was sort of like some of the Braves numbers we had this year that just didn't make sense. So that was, and I every time I do this, I go off of some sports book somewhere or some prediction somewhere. These aren't, these usually aren't numbers that I just make up in my head. Um, I usually go somewhere and pull these numbers. So the 15.5 rebound number from Clint Capella, we both hit the under. I think that was the easiest one on this list. 
And the next one, John Collins rebounds plus points per game at 29.5. That came way under. John only averaged 15.6 rebounds plus points per game. What kind of idiot would have taken the over? I oh, thought wait. John was. I thought John. I took the over too. I thought John was going to have a monster year. Honestly, I thought with Trey and Dejounte pulling a lot of the defense away from John, I thought he was going to have a monster year. Um, and he just, he just didn't. He just, he just didn't. So uh, that is what it is. And let's see, Dejounte Murray assists plus rebounds plus points per game. I think this one was was kind of easy. Um, at thirty six point two, we both hit the over on that one. Uh, Dejounte you know, kind of got into the groove and, and played well this year. So I, I think that one was pretty easy. And then Hawks wins 45.5. You took the over. I was hoping you were going to be right, um, but it was it was unfortunately under. Uh, Hawks ended with 41 wins, 41-41. Uh, so, yeah, that's your that's your Atlanta Hawks over under for, uh, for the season. So how many wins did we have total, including uh, the- Including the playoffs, 41, 42, 44, I think. Oh, still got the freaking. Yeah. God. Yeah. You're a game and a half away from hitting it. Game and a half away. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it, that was, it was a horrible season for the Hawks. I mean, plain and simple. It was a horrible season for the Hawks. Yeah. That's just, you know. We had high hopes at the beginning of the season, clearly. Yeah. Um, so, it is sort of this. Yep. Billy, I got a couple names switching over the Falcons, another Atlanta team. I got a couple free agent target names, and, and, and it's just kind of a yes or no, not really in depth. I know the I know the Falcons probably aren't big on free agents right now. I, I mean, I, I feel like their roster is really well filled out um, with the free agents they signed before the draft, the draft they did, and everything. But I got a couple names that are still floating out there in free agency. Um, Hawks, maybe. I mean, Hawks. Falcons maybe look to add one or two. Uh, in you know the post post draft free agency just to bolster their lineup. Most of these are going to be, or all of these, but one, is, oh, they're they're going to be defensive guys. So the first the first name I have is Yannick Ngakwu. He had 13 solo tackles, four assists, and 12 sacks last year for the Colts. I don't know what type of money he's going to demand. He's 28 right now, uh, drafted in 2016. Do you think the do you think the Falcons have any interest in bringing in Ngakwu? I don't know sure. what the number is going to be. I'm sure they have great interest in it. Do we have the money for it? No. Yeah, that's what what what's the do you know what the Falcons cap space is looking like right now off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, no. But I'm pretty sure we're we're nowhere near where we need to. I mean, we still have a little bit of money to be able to sign some free agents um, because we're not done. But um, We've got to fill out the the roster as, as far as, you know, some training camp stuff and things like that. But we'll see how that finishes out. But Ngakwe is not uh, – there's uh, – I would love Ngakwe in Atlanta, but don't see it happening. Right now it looks like the Falcons have $14 million left in cap space, and that is before they sign their um, – yeah, we'll take about uh, six or seven mil out for yeah. the draft picks. Draft picks, thank you. Mine just went blank there. Um, yeah, so we'll say we'll, we'll say eight. We'll take out eight million. So that leaves you with about six million to play with. Uh, in Gokwe, if you signed him, I'm assuming it's probably eating up all six of that. And NFL teams 
like to sit there with a little bit of cap in between. If they're under the cap going into the season, they like to be under the cap. That way, if they have to sign anybody. Uh, another name that I'd like to see, I think they could go after. I think they could get this guy for cheap. He'd be a good backup guard, possibly even a starter. Dalton Risner. He was a uh, he was the guard for the Broncos for the past five or six years and played really well out there. And not the highest rated guard, really. Um, but he took 967 offensive stat- snaps last year and only allowed three sacks. That's not bad. No, no, that's not bad at all. And uh, the, the Falcons, they need a guard. And even if he can't come in and be a starting guard, maybe he can come in and be a guard that sits in front of Matthew Bergeron or teaches Matthew Bergeron or something or just adds another, you know, he's not a he's not a vet vet, but he has been in the league for a while. So that's just a name to keep out there. I don't think he'd be very expensive. Could be completely wrong, but I don't think I don't think he's going to demand a, uh, a ton of money. Ne- next one I have is Adrian Amos. Um, once again, another veteran. He's a little bit older. He's 30, a safety that's played for the Packers and the Bears for uh, for a while. Um, that's a veteran presence that I like to see them bring in. Possibly that secondary not going to be that not going to be a guy that's going to start for you, but is going to be a guy that can come in in some of those nickel and dime packages. Billy, sort of like the article you sent me yesterday by Clark Phillips, where Clark Phillips is going to fill in. Maybe Adrian Amos. I know they play two different positions, but maybe Amos can come in and possibly add a little bit of a veteran presence to that secondary room for the Falcons. Yeah, but uh, honestly, I think it's the the thing that. I'm- I don't think we're looking for secondary help now. Does that make sense? I think it's mostly front seven. Um, that's that's where I would put a lot of my weight. And, you know, we're going to need some pass rushers. We're going to need some outside linebackers and a 3-4. We're going to, you know, the we're figuring out a new system because it's, it's new compared to what it has been. Right. Um, so it's, I don't know. That's just my thought. So this is this is the name right here that's on the list that I am the most excited about that I, I would I would love to see go to the Falcons. Chris okay. Wormley. The okay. defensive I mean he's played nose tackle, he's played DN. I think he's even done some of that Micah Parsons stand up on the outside outside linebacker type deal. Uh, I mean last season you look at his stats, Chris Wormley. Uh, 74.3 overall from PFF, 19 solo tackles, seven assists, one uh, one sack, a forced fumble. He's a little bit older at 29 and a half years old. I'm not sure what his number is going to be, but I would love to see them try to go after Chris Chris Wormley. That'd be a good one. I yeah. I, I don't have any issues with that one. Uh, and the uh, the other two both are going to be edge rushers, Kyle Van Noy and Marcus yes. Golden. Um, yeah. Both of those guys, sort of at the end of their tooth, probably only going to have one or two more contracts. Well, uh, that's Kyle, like Falcons, right? Perfect. <laughs> Kyle Van Noy and Marcus Golden, both. I think I know Van Noy will be thirty-three by the time the season starts. I think Marcus Golden will also be thirty-three by the time the season starts. Uh, so maybe they can slot in with Calais Campbell and add a couple more, you know, veteran presence to that, uh, you know, to that defensive line. Both of them edge rushers. Both of them insanely successful i mean last year golden had four sacks and uh, kyle van noy had uh five so i'd like to see the falcons maybe go after either one of those and uh and, and bring him into the squad is not going to be an every down defensive lineman uh but you know a difference maker on third down and long passing situations stuff like that bring him in and have him rush the quarterback yeah absolutely yep. and we're gonna those- need we're gonna need veteran presence like that those are my falcon free agent target recommendations 
All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Yesterday, um, I was able to call the middle school baseball championship game. Central beat Freeman three to two. Ooh. What a freaking game, man. I'm I'm telling Close you, game. it was wow. it was awesome. It was a great game back and forth. Um, a couple of there was like a moonshot that happened in, in the top of the fourth that I'm still not sure the balls landed. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was still kind of rising when it hit the uh, the the trees beyond the left field wall. I mean, and, that's how big it was. And if I'm not mistaken, Billy, I think that wrapped up the season for the Central Lions, a, an undefeated perfect 22-0 and season for them. 22-0. and 0. Congratulations, wow. Central. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a good season for them. That's um, good. In, in the NBA, uh, we're getting into the second round of the playoffs. 76ers beat the Celtics 119-115 without Joel Embiid. Uh, the Nuggets beat the Suns 97-87. to And Denver now leads that series two games to none. In the NHL, in another Game 7, Devils beat the Rangers 4 to nothing and move on to the next round of the playoffs, which I'm sure they absolutely love. Uh, Smith's forecoming games and events calendar. We've got nothing as far as high school is concerned today. Um, in the NBA, Heater playing the Knicks in Game 2. Miami leads that series 1 to nothing. Lakers face off against the Warriors. That will be Game 1. That'll be t- later tonight. The NHL Panthers at the least, which is going to be a great series, considering that they both just beat really, really good teams. Panthers just came off against beating uh, Boston, who had the best regular season of all time. And then the Leafs just beat the Lightning. So it's going to be a great series there. Kraken face off against the Stars, who both both of those teams had really good series, too. Uh, and then the Braves are at the Marlins tonight at 640 is what you said, right? Yes, yeah, 640 is first pitch. That's what it said on ESPN, but that is very odd. Yeah, that's, that's typical for Miami. Miami's <laughs> weird. They typical gotta get weird people Miami. in and out. <laughs> typical odd Miami. Yeah, that's the start time. I'm excited about that Lakers Warriors series, man. Uh that should be that should be phenomenal. The way Curry's been playing, the way LBJ has been playing lately in the playoffs, that should be an absolutely phenomenal series. That's uh that's can't can't miss must watch TV right there, in my opinion. Bryce, don't sleep on the Panthers at least and the Kraken at Stars series. I don't care about either one of those teams. Um, I, but I but know you don't. But I'm saying it, don't sleep on it. If it gets to a game six, I'll watch either one of those. Anything yeah. before that, I will not watch it. Um, because, you know, like you said, playoff hockey, game six, game seven, there's not much like it. It's pretty, pretty raucous. There's nothing better. Well, there's agree nothing dis- better. Agree to disagree there. NFL playoffs much better than any playoffs we have anywhere else in the entire world. Um, Here we go. I, it, they just are. Actually, I would argue that the uh, that the playoffs over in English soccer are more impactful because of the the money that's behind it and the implement you know the implications that are that are behind it. But that's a whole nother different uh, pro reg system. You know that's, that's completely different. Yeah. Uh, let's get to another cup of coffee, Billy. You need one this morning? Boy, do I ever. Yep. I fell asleep last night without pre making my coffee too, so I'm running off of a uh, small glass of milk and some water this morning. Good times. Uh, yeah, rough morning, rough morning. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Give Hannah a call if you want to buy or sell a house here on the west side. James Harden 
lifts the 76ers over the Celtics with 45 points. The Celtics are the uh, 76ers had to have somebody to step in for Joel Embiid, who wasn't there last night. And James Harden, man, turned into James Harden of old and just absolutely starched the Boston Celtics. The beard looked like the beard, and he looked good. Billy, who do you hate more, the Philadelphia sports franchises or the Boston sports franchises? It's a toughie, man. It really is a toughie. I'm gonna go with Boston. I, I, yeah, I would, I would seriously have to sit down and think about this for a while. Um, Partially, and, and the bad thing is, is, you know, most of the time Philly's been in our division. Um, Boston hasn't, but as far as baseball is concerned, right? Um, but uh, I, I can't stand. The entitlement, um, like, do you realize that like most kids that are probably like twelve or thirteen have got like ridiculous amounts of championships under their belt right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, the stupidest well, thing ever. I always talk about that with Ohio State too. Anybody who's been an Ohio State fan that started, you know, in probably the mid to late two thousands, didn't have to go through the Cooper area, uh, the Cooper era. No, like, you know, they don't know the pain that came with uh, with John Cooper. So yeah, it's. I, 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 you know, one of the funny things that I, uh, you know, Boston has no room to talk anymore about choke artists in Atlanta, you know, the 28-3 and all that stuff. Um, yeah. After that series with the Bruins, zero, zero room to talk. They're right up there with one of the biggest collapses in sports history. Uh, they have no room to talk. I'm going to go with Philadelphia um, just because I've been to that city and it is the absolute worst city I've ever been to. Their fans are awful. Who hates Santa? Like seriously, who hates Santa? Uh, Boston or Philadelphia fans do. That's so. You go Boston. I'm gonna go Philly. Uh, both both cities suck, or at least their sports teams do. I hate both of them. The uh, the Suns guard Chris Paul exits game two with left groin tightness. Not what you wanted to see from the Suns, especially being down 2-0 to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, KD had a little sound clip the other day. Somebody asked him if he was surprised by how good the Nuggets are, and KD's like. No, they're, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. They have a two-time MVP winner. Like, they're a really good team. Why would anybody be surprised? It was kind of odd seeing a normal answer out of Kevin Durant. Yeah, well, speaking of collapses, do you think the Suns team, who was supposed to be built for greatness, ends up with that the Nuggets? Uh, maybe, <laughs> but, but whatever the Suns do this year pales in comparison to what the Nets didn't do when they had the big three there. Uh, That's <laughs> I mean, they did nothing. Uh, Schmidt and the Devils blanked the Rangers in game seven advanced past their rivals. Billy, the big question I have about this game is why the hell do so many New York Rangers fans wear khaki shorts and a Rangers jersey? I mean, that is like the uniform for fans in the stands at New York Rangers games, and I don't understand it. Uh I don't know the mentality of Rangers fans because uh, I've never been able to figure them out. So I have no idea. One of the weirdest things. It's one of, every time I look in the stands at Rangers games, it's always Rangers jerseys, acceptable, okay, but everybody has on khaki shorts. It's the weirdest thing. It's so odd. Uh, Ohio halts betting on Alabama baseball after suspicious activity. I'm not sure what my uncle is doing up there, but he better cut it out. What is going on? Ohio gambling regulators on Monday instructed the state's licensed sportsbook to halt betting on college baseball games involving Alabama 
after suspicious wagering activity was detect- detected on the Crimson Tides game against top-ranked LSU on Friday. The, uh, the directive issued by Ohio Casino, Casino Control Commission Executive Director, yada, 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 uh, the acceptance of any wagers on the University of Alabama has been halted effective immediately. Um, yeah, I don't know... Because there is no national gambling regulator, a halt on wagering typically happens on a state-by-state basis. Uh, LSU led Alabama 8-1 to after seven innings and held off a late rally by the Crimson Tide for an 8-6 to victory on Friday in Baton Rouge. Uh, the Tigers were around a minus two point, or excuse me, a minus two four five favorite over the Crimson Tide in the game in question. I don't know, man. Um, I'm interested to sort of watch this story develop a bit more i'm sure morning juice will have some more on this but that's a very interesting story as to uh, ohio of all places having a halt being put on crimson tide baseball absolutely it's that's weird but that's so odd yeah so i don't know what my uncle's doing i don't know what my uncle's doing up in ohio but cut it out and billy today in 2012 barcelona's football player Lionel messi breaks the european goal scoring record with 68 goals (laughs) <laughs> that's insane right that's a lot that's I'm a lot telling you, man that's uh, especially when you're playing a, with a team like barcelona when i mean the <laughs> opponent the opponents barcelona plays they're top tier opponents you know you don't play these uh like memphis fc <laughs> opponents or something when you're playing with barcelona and i think that's why people put lionel Messi up there with uh, some of the top greatest soccer players of all time wow as well <laughs> you got anything else you got anything else for today man yeah i do um so i was able to put together something for um for you it's your birthday oh you're you're gonna hate me so oh, just go ahead and <laughs> oh, i thought i thought gonna... i haven't played this yet i thought it was you making the marine south noise no. Oh my you're, god. All right. You're gonna hate me. Alright, let me let me put this together. Go ahead and hit it. Alright, here we go. Bryce Farling, this is Matt Skinner wishing you a terrific birthday today on this Tuesday. I hope that you have a great day. You get everything that you want. And no, I will still not put my daughter in Ohio State stuff. Have a great day, buddy. Hey Bryce. I guess since you think that you and I share the same birth month, May, that I will send you an emerald, uh, you're thinking wrong. What I, what I will do, though, is I will send you happy birthday, many more. Us May babies are the top drawer. Happy birthday, Bryce. Yo, man, it's Abner. I uh, just want to wish you a happy birthday, brother. Uh, thanks for everything. You know where we at. Um, I'm glad that uh, you are a much worse golfer than I am because it keeps my hopes up on making the PGA Tour one day. <laughs> Have a great one, man. Happy birthday. This is Steve Walker with Incredible Pop Lemonade wishing Bryce a happy birthday. What's up, Bryce? It's Clay. I just wanted you to know I'm glad you're working with us. You're very good at what you do, and we are a better company because of it. And I hope you have a wonderful birthday. What's up, Bryce? Happy birthday, man. It's Nick White, head coach of your Carroll Trojan wrestling team. Man, I hope you have a great birthday, and I hope to see you soon. Go Trojans. Bryce, it's Bass. Happy birthday, you old scallywag, you old 
muckety muck, you old scoundrel. Hope everything goes your way today. Hope all your lines cover and your parlays come in and uh, soccer, foosball, whatever uh, is a winner for you whenever you need it to be. And uh, have a great call Wednesday. Down at Mercer. Love you, man. Happy birthday. Hey, bud, this is your dad. Just wishing you a happy birthday and just wanted to say that I love you so much. Go Bucks. Happy birthday, Bryce. Love you. Oh, that was awesome, man. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you, dude. Thank you for putting that together and thank you for everybody that was on there. That was uh, that was really cool. That was really cool. Thank y'all. Uh, I forgot, man, uh, hearing Steve Walker on that, we got to see him yesterday. We went out to the... Um, uh, a little farmer's market in Villarica. And he, he has a new flavor. Uh, he has a couple of just flavors just for the Villarica little farmer's market there. Um, yeah. it, it's Huckleberry, and he has a um, Chipotle pineapple. And I got, I got like a taste of that Chipotle pineapple stuff and the spicy lemonade. Dude, spicy lemonade, I think it might, I think it might take over as my favorite over cucumber. It was really wow. good. Yeah. It was really good. So if you're out, it, uh, the the farmers market is every Monday at the mill in Villarica from five to seven. Um, and I think I think Steve Walker and incredible incredible pulp lemonade will be out there um, most of the most of the time. I think I think they're planning to be out there most of the time. So um, he told me he has something special that he purchased for July fourth for the uh, big fireworks up at the Vplex. He's yeah. uh, he's got something special for that. So if you go up there. If you plan on going up there for July 4th, just know the Incredible Pulp Lemonade and Steve Walker have, uh, have something something a little special planned for the uh, July 4th celebration. Perfect. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. You get you got anything else to add, man? No, man. <laughs> Happy birthday. Love you, buddy. I, I do. I know you hate birthdays, but um, so I had to throw that together just to mess with you a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.